Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Access All Areas. I'm Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. <laughs> I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babe? I'm all right, babe. How are you? I'm actually feeling pretty positive. Yeah, I am. I feel like we've all got a little bit of a spring in our step post uh, Boris's announcement. Yeah, I totally agree with you. What kind of thoughts on the new roadmap? Well, I mean, for weeks and weeks we've been whinging and complaining about (laughs) what we've been up to because it's not been much. I think it's nice to have the idea that we may be able to get out and about, even if it's going to be slow. Um, Obviously, it's only been, what, six or seven weeks since since New Year. We've got another five weeks before anything kind of significant happens. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a slow, long journey, but I understand why that's got to be the case. So yeah. what do you think? Yeah, completely agree. I think a lot of us get why, um, why they were still that way. And for me, you know, ever the optimist, I just feel like, and what I always wanted was, however long it was going to be, just having some kind of date or mm. just that, light at the end of the tunnel which I truly think this is like I feel like the 12th of April you won't be able to get into a gym for days we'll be queuing outside <laughs> like Glastonbury yeah and I've already seen everyone on social media the amount of memes and people that are going to be making their way to Stansted on the 21st of June <laughs> uh getting on their planes um but again it's a long way off but uh, yeah I just feel like the fact there's a date because that was kind of becoming the scary and the worrying thing mm-hmm. like if you was suffering with like the, the anxiety was just not knowing from one week to the next so yeah remaining positive there's uh there's hope that we will have a little bit of a summer yeah i think that's why everyone's more excited about anything else rather than maybe the specifics of uh when clubs open or when you know we can go on holiday it's more about the idea that d- day-to-day life will start to get back to normal do you think absolutely just the, the smallest things, I think we've said before, just going to certain shops, being able to just to walk down Oxford Street and see a shop open. I, I've got a relish of yep. g- going going to Matalan. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for it. I want to touch know? those cushions. Do you know what I mean? I want to yeah. get, get the texture of that of that rug, of that throw. Like, I want to it... smell a Yankee candle. <laughs> oh. I, I, I want my senses working again. I, I totally, especially after you had COVID just a few weeks ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think yeah, it's, it's those small things. I, whether, I mean, whether or not we will be in a club on the 21st of June, which is a Monday anyway, um, I don't know. Would you would you feel comfortable, Bob? Do you think? Can you see um, it? I personally don't think I would rush to it. A, a club as such, um, and I think it's going to stay with us a little bit now. Just, there's just going to be that whole because we're so conditioned after the last twelve months. If it was in a, a club on a dance floor with two hundred people, it is going to be very <laughs> overwhelming and weird, considering yeah. that we've barely been able to elbow with each other and have any kind of contact so would I personally I don't I I don't know how we're going to feel by June but um I'm definitely looking forward to even if it's just outside like going to a beer garden Mm -hmm. having a gin and tonic or a glass of rose yeah Dan Old Compton Street (laughs) (laughs) it's exciting (laughs) I'm definitely not rushing to book an holiday I'm more than happy for restrictions to lift when it's safe 
and do things in UK that we've not really done for a year. Yeah, I'm completely on board with with you with that. I think um, it's just uh, take those small victories where we can. Yeah, stomping down North Compton Street will be a pleasure in in a pair of short shorts and a little and a little vest top. <laughs> Would you go to a club, Stephen? Um, probably not until I'd had the vaccine. I think that's probably my thought. Um, I I can't, I just can't see how it would work. People, I don't know. I people get people get funny, and uh, I get funny in the shop. Do you know what I mean? If people are too close, I can't imagine. I I don't know. I think it's going to be a bit fraught for a little while. I have a one of my best friends. He his boyfriend's in Australia. He hasn't seen him for over a year, um, and he runs a, a, a night a venue like a music venue. Even in Australia, where they've had practically zero cases, he they still don't allow dancing indoors. So the clubs are open, but you're sitting at a table. There might be a performance on, but you can't get up and dance. You you know you can clap or whatever you have to, but you're not. It's not the same nightclub situation that we may have, you know, enjoyed in 2019. Um, so yeah, I think I think we'll get there. Um, but I can't see that we'll all be up in a club no. uh, <laughs> at the end of June, living it up, pretending none of this ever happened. Um, and I think it's got to be adapting to, even if you think of the amount of people, if you go to the O2 to see a show, that's going to even be strange to be in a venue like that when, when things lift. But I mean, thankfully for, for the promoters and for clubs, they have that option to open. And maybe yeah. if a lot of people have our attitude, maybe there will only be four people on the dance floor anyway. So you <laughs> might be safer than on the tube. So Everyone else on, in their COVID secure bubble sitting around, yeah. sitting around the bar. <laughs> Go and have a lovely time. As long as you're following the guidelines, good luck to you. Yeah, precisely. Um, well, we have an exciting show uh, coming up today. Uh, first up, we have uh, Alex Reed, um, who people may remember from his relationship with Katie Price many years ago. Um, uh, he's, he's now an actor and uh, in addition to some of his fitness stuff. So we've got, um, well, he was actually an actor before because I remember seeing him very briefly. He appears in Sliding Doors um, with Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, okay. yeah, he does. And it, it was when he was famous, it was on TV. And I was like, oh my God, was that Alex Reed? I remember like rewinding. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, excited to talk to him. Uh, at the end of the show, we have a new member of the FUBAR family, Cece. Uh, Coleman in uh, I was going to say formerly of First Dates but she is still of First Dates um, and also now has her own show with uh, your TOWIE co-star Pete Wicks. What is this? The TOWIE takeover? I mean <laughs> what is going on? Who next? Um, yeah so it'll be, it'll be great to talk to her and she is going to play a little game with us I believe uh, that they do on the show um, so yeah excited to speak to her. She's actually even, ho- she's hosted this show before with you with me so I mean I can, we can basically sit back and she can just do the work I think yeah and right. let her play this little game I'm yeah. excited for it yeah definitely um have you been keeping keeping on the showbiz news this week Bob oh yeah you know me babe of course I am <laughs> I live in brave for showbiz news of course Mr Jason Donovan pulled out a dance on ice I, I mean it, it, it's it's getting worrying now isn't it I mean who's left Lady Leisure, uh, Faye Brooks. There's the only two I yeah, can think had, of. I mean, so do- by default, a lot of people might just make the final now anyway. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Um, I can't quite, I think it's five people that's pulled out now through injuries and various other things. 
Um, yeah, I mean, so now Jason Donovan's added to the to the four. What do you make of it all? I know you've been, you've been to the dance when I said before, haven't you? Yeah, I am. I really feel sorry for the the professional skaters, the celebrities, and everyone behind the scenes as well, because yeah. so much time and effort and money would have gone into trying to make this a, a secure production that could be done during these COVID times. That it's just heartbreaking, and I know a lot of celebs find out sometimes in October, if they're doing the shows, they get a few months practice, obviously, not just giving blades in January, go and, go and do an edit. Get out. <laughs> yeah, so they have a few months. So a lot of these celebs would have been training in that rink and really putting everything into it. And it's sad. And also for the professionals, because mm. from speaking to a lot of them in the past, it, they invest so much in their partners and, and form such a bond it's just sad all round. I, mm -hmm. I know that they skipped a show Sunday just gone. And um, has anything been said if, if we'll lose another show because of Jason going? No, I don't know, actually. No, nothing, nothing that I, I've, I've heard has suggested that that's going to happen this week. But, I mean, realistically, if you've got three or four contestants in a two-hour slot, I mean, it's a lot of space to fill, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wonder, I wonder how it will, will carry on. But good news for Matt, he's going to be joining us. So he was teamed with Denise Van Outen, wasn't he? And yes. where she's had to pull out, he's now going to be teaming up with Faye Brooks. So yeah. that's nice for him that he, he gets another chance at this series and gets back on the ice. And also for Faye that she doesn't have to pull from the competition because of her partner, Hamish. So that's a positive. And I, just, and I think we said the same last week, but I just hope for the rest of the run of the show, that it kind of goes as safely and as securely and that everyone involved just really enjoys it and has a, a lovely time because it's such a big family show mm. that if, if you were signing up for it and you're taking part and you're so invested, it's such a shame for it not to have the outcome that a lot of people would have wanted from it. Yeah, 100%. I think you're absolutely right. Um, well, yeah, like you said, let's hope, uh, let's hope they manage to pull it out of the bag, as it were. Um, there was also this week, I, I don't know whether or not it's shocking news, but um, Kim and Kanye uh, announced it. Well, no, actually, not officially announcing. Nothing's been officially announced, but papers have been filed um, from Kim to divorce Kanye after six years of marriage. What do, what do you make of it? Well, I know that there's been rumours for a few weeks. I think we even spoke about it on Showbiz mm. News not that long ago, where it started to kind of hit the press and there was speculation. And I believe it's been alleged that Kim's hired in one of the, the top lawyers in LA uh, for divorce. So I think it's probably looking likely that it's true. I think that Team Kardashian and its PR around them would shoot it down if it wasn't. So yeah. the fact that no one is saying that this is ludicrous, that's not the case. They're still, they're still very much very together, much yeah. says a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'm almost not surprised now. I think looking back at maybe the last year or 18 months of the relationship, things have happened and played out in public. Mm -hmm. And again, there's always that element of what goes on behind closed doors. I, I think quite a, a big thing was, I think, looking in, like when the whole Kanye running for president and some of the stuff that was mentioned, yeah. I can't imagine that went down well with um, the Kardashian and Jenner family. But again, who am, who am I or anyone to know, apart from anyone who is part of the firm, 
Uh, well, she did herself. I mean, after after Kanye said what he said about North suggesting that they nearly chose to have an abortion instead of having her, Kim did herself release a statement saying that, you know, dealing with Kanye's bipolar disorder was an ongoing struggle and blah, blah, blah. So I think they have been fairly open about the, the struggles that they've had in their relationship. Um, what interests me, actually, is that is the reports that it's, fairly amicable you know they've, they've got a two estimated two billion dollar fortune between the two of them and it, and it all seems to be fairly sedate and you know they they've just got to work out what i read they've just got to work out their houses because they've got obviously more than one house um but the the money and the and the children situation has, has been quite quickly worked out so um i'm sure they probably had iron class prenups and all those kind of things that, that they have in la um yeah i mean i i wonder what um this because this will be kim's third marriage i wonder what uh how long she'll stay <laughs> a single woman for that's that's my thoughts yeah it's interesting because of all the times for something as big as this in the, the kardashian family to happen it's come at a time where they're no longer filming the show that's mm. now everything's all in the can the, the the plug's been pulled on keeping up and um i know a lot of people would have probably liked to have seen the the behind the scenes of what's happening i question whether they actually would have filmed much regarding that if the show was still on air anyway i think as times progressed with the show they've probably been a bit more selective of what they yeah. chose to film which is that absolutely their prerogative and up to them and like you mentioned the fact it seems so amicable I think it's nice especially when there's four children involved mm. and sometimes in life I think whether it's a marriage or any form of relationship when the two parties involved have both agreed it's not working you can't really ask for a better outcome than that but yeah uh, totally yeah, I guess it won't be long and it'll be interesting. In a few weeks, months or years, we'll be sat here doing showbiz news, discussing who she's dating or who yeah. she's been packed with. And uh, yeah. It's funny is, though, with, with uh, someone as famous as her, I wonder how... <laughs> she's literally one of the most famous women in the world, isn't she? Yeah. How, who, what kind of man wants to take that on? I mean, it, like, it must be, it would be difficult, right? Like... You, they, they've been married to Kanye West and now you're the new bloke like I I don't know I think it's going to be really interesting um you need someone in those when there's so much money involved you need someone I think who's a, an equal power player to you don't you she couldn't just go out with you or I Bob um <laughs> <laughs> although we might now, not be, be an headline imagine <laughs> me and Kim Kardashian Kim do you know what? Stranger <laughs> things have happened in life. Do you know, I, I'm up for a move to Calabasas. Let's give it a go. I'll let her live her life on the side if she wants to have a man. She and she'll have to let you do the same. <laughs> yeah, completely. Me and Kim could have a lovely marriage, so who knows? But, um, that could be yeah, in the future. It's true. If you are a Kardashian, where do you go to meet a fella? Yeah, slide in your DMs. the Toby Carvery and meet him on a Sunday over a, a joint, a gammon. Like... <laughs> You never know. You never know. And again, if you're listening, Kim, because I, <laughs> I know you probably are, if you fancy a Toby, jump on your jet when you're allowed and the airspace is lifted off. True, true. But, um, I'll take you for a, a Toby Carvery and uh, I'll let you have all three meets, babe. I mean, you're not one for scrimping and saving when it I'm comes to I'm a dream to date, and I? 
Do you know what? I would actually love a date, Toby Carvery. I'm vegetarian for Christ's sake, but it's actually <laughs> it's actually a pretty decent, pretty decent meal. Out. They're in lovely Yorkshire. Oh, they certainly do. Yeah, they certainly do. And lots of choice for veggies as well, I will say. Mm, um, absolutely. We have our first guest, Alex Reed, ready to come in. Let's get him in. Let's do it. Alex. Hello. Hello. How you Love doing, it. Alex? You doing? I'm lovely. <laughs> it's uh, Desperado's oh. time. Oh, nice. You're treating yourself. I thought you'd be one of those kind of body as a temple kind of men. It is. We've <laughs> got a worship to the great God Reed. I've given him lots of copious amounts of naughty things. <laughs> As this lockdown... Why are you laughing, Master Norris? You're, you I worship that you... at that same temple. Don't give it me. Don't give it Larry Lodge. You're pure and innocent. I've got the chamomile. It... Oh yeah, what's in it really? <laughs> I'm probably sure it's a chamomile. It, it, it's, it's a new drink I found in the first lockdown. I've never had one before, it's... but I'm kind of all about that herbal tea life. Chamomile is good. I I love my um, psychedelics and. Uh, and um, chamomile was very natural. Well, look, two biggest drugs going, well, to smoking and tobacco. Then you've got alcohol. Yeah. Um, caffeine. Caffeine. Because when you cheat the, heat the coffee bean, it changes the alkaloid and it, it releases serotonin. There's another big, another big drug that is the most addictive substance on the planet. And it's not heroin or cocaine. Sugar. Oh. So chamomile is quite a good one. That's a healthy one. I'll let you off. How, how have you, how have you been, Alex? How have I been? Um, I'm not a big buyer on COVID. Yeah, there's something that's killing people. Um, and I look at the statistics. <clears throat> I've been in more than 50 court hearings in the last 10 years. That's very unfortunate. But when you're in hearings, you're presented with a lot of what I call bollocks, excuse my language, evidence. You can see it's a load of rubbish, but you still have to listen to it. So with the... The rhetoric which the government and the, the main sponsors, sponsored media, like the BBC, Sky, they're telling you, I'm like, okay, all right, I'll buy that a bit. But then when you hear very sound intellectual uh, professors, not what you can say, consider conspiracy nutters, I'm like, you're going to listen to it. And uh, so it's confusing to know what it, what's really going on. I'm a little bit on the fence, but I have been uh, respectful because my lovely lady, uh, uh, we're expecting in uh, July and she's immune suppressed. She has to take very strong immune suppressive drugs because mm -hmm. um, her immune system has killed the baby. So it's not just COVID, it's anything. My mother's in a care home, which is very sad. Um, and I'm, it's very frustrating as well because I'm of the opinion that the masks, I'm an anti-masker, um, isn't good for the immune system, isn't helping. And it's the number one thing I think of health is what's going on in your mind and in your heart. And if you're sad and miserable, one of the two things that are gonna stop that is communication and, and community. With, with, and with breathing in that air the whole time, that's not great. Well, I, I'm not buying that. And I see, I've seen all the arguments to and for and against and yada, yada, yada. And I'll just finish off. I've started to finally get a bit down because I run, I'm an actor. I've got lots of acting projects uh, in the pipeline, but they've all been put on hold because of something. And I run a boot camp as well. And I've had more than half my clients go. So, and with a new little person coming, it's shit. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that those, those things for, 
for anyone is difficult, isn't it? But I mean, for instance, Bob here has had COVID. He had it, what, six weeks ago? Um, I had it Christmas, New Year. And, and you were in a, in, a, in a pretty bad way, weren't you, for a good couple of weeks? I think, I mean, you're obviously entitled to your opinion. I'm definitely of the opinion that I will wear a mask as long as I feel it's necessary. Um, but, you know, things are starting to get better, don't Tell you Tell me, Bob, Bobby, were, were you, um, and I've got lots of other very close friends who I love who've had it as well, and I know people who've, who've died. Um, so I do, I'm not denying that that's happened. I'm just thinking that our response. Tell me, Bobby, were you wearing a mask non-stop beforehand? Yeah, well, when I was out and about, absolutely, I was wearing masks whether I was on public transport or in the supermarket, as we have to. Um, what's your, and what was your mindset like? Were you in, feeling in negative, sense, down? Oh, well, when I had it, oh, I, I, was as, I was as sick as before. a pig. Oh, oh before. Um, I mean, probably, probably, it's hard to tell, isn't it? I just think because after two lockdowns by that point I think it was just because I, I've tested positive the week before Christmas a few days before um so I think it was very much yeah I, I never expected to are start. you quite a healthy person do you take your vitamins I yeah I, I take vitamins vitamin I D, myself, C. yeah I take the D in the C good food yeah good food and um I, I never considered myself did you take the special would... food, the special <laughs> elixir? No, no, I never it's took a desperado. The... But what I did never think of, I kind of just thought as a fit, I can fairly fit, uh, early 30s, I never thought I would get it. And I was surprised how rough it made me feel. And that is the thing. I think everyone, it's surprising how many people have come down with the virus and some people don't feel as bad as others. And some, yeah. as we see, end up in hospital on ventilators. Yeah. Bless them, and a lot of people are losing their lives. So do you not, what's your opinion on it, Alex? Do you not believe COVID? Well, I've, I've, I haven't been, I haven't had an, a test as such. I've had lots of tests. I haven't had been tested to whether I've had it or not. I 100% have, have had it right at the beginning. I felt shitty for days. Had the poos and uh, achy body, all that stuff. Um, and I didn't do anything. I just recovered, rested, and did what you'd, I would thought you would normally do when you feel poorly. It's well. You know, and I listen. I've done all my partying. I'm not anti a party, but I'm a 45 years young, and I want to live another good 45 years, hopefully. So I look after myself. So I, I just it was a, it's positive mindset. But obviously there are things I felt I did feel diabolical. Um, the, the thing I'm really concerned about, obviously, I believe we need to protect those who are vulnerable. We need to protect those um, who are suffering. We are, we are also, I'm going to say a rude word, fucking up our economy to the point where it's going to cause so much more death. You know, it's not just about, it's that, that people are going to starve. You know, that, that's the biggest fear. Well, I hope, I think, I think that at the minute that that's what's being addressed. I mean, it's a difficult balance to get the two right. Um, and I would, I would much rather a situation where we're able to carry on with our lives, but we can't at the moment. That's my personal opinion on the matter. Having said all of this, you did like you like you mentioned yourself. You are an actor. You're you're doing work uh, when, as and when you well, can. And you do have yeah. a you have a film coming out. Is that right? Um, several. Uh, tell us about I mean, them. 
post and pre-production for several. I actually had one literally come out I did in 2017. Um, it's called Sensation. It's quite good. It's um, in fact uh, how I got this gig. Uh, the lady who's a I believe she's a mini producer on it. Her her boyfriend was a producer on it. It's called, called Sensation. I was the henchman. I was like a it's an ex uh, Nazi secret society. They did experiments on conjoined twins. They did horrible things. Generally, they did, and it's um, they come it comes down to modern day. They're trying to see if one one twin could feel what the other would feel doing horrible things to them i'm basically um like jaws oh anyway i read for this role i'm a i am a dead i'm a serious actor whatever that means bloody hell and <laughs> 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 um, i read for this role and i put some real character into it i went to my background and and look, yeah i got it and i got a juicy script got there i'm looking at my i'm like um Martin, Martin's the producer, director. What's going on? My character's got like four lines. Oh, oh, we just wanted to make sure that you could act. We wanted an actor. We, we do want an extra. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> do, you, do you find that people assume that you can't then? Is that what you're... Is that um, what you're... They're, they're, no, not anymore. I mean, there has been that. I mean, I think I'm past, unfortunately, the negative of the celebrity world. Uh, for a lot of years, I hated the word celebrity because I'm, I don't know about you, Bobby, but it causes you get so many, so much negativity. I mean, you understandably, I know you're big on trolling, Bobby. I mean, I've been horrendously trolled. I mean, viciously. I mean, mine specifically by the hands of my ex-wife, which is even crazy, who who, who runs a, an anti-trolling society, and she what she'd do is she'd get all of her fans to say the most horrific, disgusting things. And there's that for a while, when you're not strong enough and mature enough, can really affect you. I mean, I've had therapy for suicide. Um, I've, I've had so much therapy because the, the horrible, disgusting things, sticks and stones may break, break your bones, but names will never hurt you. How they do. And look, I'm a tough guy. And it's all, look, I'm an ex-paratrooper. You can have a laugh and a joke, but it's not funny, right? When you're trying to feed put food on the table to feed your children and you become a mockery. So I've had to, I've learned to have to be very, very strong. I mean, I'm now a champion for um, many different people like myself. I've, you know, it's, there's some, I mean, it's horrendous, it's horrendous. So tell me about your trolling. So mine is nine times out of 10 due to my sexuality which again, you can troll me forever and a day and, until I'm 94 years old. That's never going to change. So <laughs> yeah, I, I you struggle. saying something on Instagram, it's not going to change that. <laughs> it, it's not going to make me go to bed and wake up straight in the morning. So <laughs> I, I don't ever get the, the theory behind trolls. And so many times I've tried to figure out why they do it. And obviously you would drive yourself mad trying to figure out why, because there is no, I can't figure out the reason. I. I definitely believe that people that troll must be deeply unhappy in themselves to try and inflict hurt and upset onto people. Um, but mine uh, escalated over time. Like I was, I think in the first seven or eight years of being on Terry, I never really got anything, the odd comment. Um, yeah. And it wasn't until I started campaigning against trolling because yeah. it's so, so savage out there and they're, 
tends to be you're almost bitch. putting a a red la- red rag to a ball it's like yeah that's what it is since speaking yeah. about it i think trolls that kind of get off on it and oh it, yeah let's have a laugh at that they, idiot yeah <laughs> they, they, they come for you and I, i'm 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 quite a thick-skinned person do you know what i mean i'm a 34 year old man i, I i've I've had this career now for the best part. Yeah, but you might be thick-skinned, Bobby, but if, if, if it's affecting you getting work, this is how I saw it. This is why I took action against my ex-wife because she was saying the most disgusting things about me and it was affecting me working continually because people were laughing at me. I am thick-skinned. I can have a laugh. I'm like, I'm an ex-paratrooper. Nothing's sacred, sacred. And I don't have a racist bone in my body, but you would make the joke out your best mate who's just died. You know, and that might sound sick, but it's kind of a coping mechanism psychologically. But, now, but when it's, a, when it's affecting on. your ability to work and also children that are around you, which, I mean, she's, uh, my, my, my brothers and my nephews and nieces were getting bullied, you know, and that's not right. That's but has not that right. changed now? Now, now with the more, well, now more I have you've been able to get away against... from that, but you've been able to get away uh, from the kind of that celebrity scene and that kind of, situation right it has somewhat there's still a tiny bit there's there's still a plonker here or there and i always that's kind life. of like if you don't if you haven't got haters you're not doing something right so in that respect i don't want haters by any means i i'm i'm a lover i really am a lover i don't like nastiness i mean i'm not a tough guy and i've just <laughs> been diagnosed with something oh okay um uh and it would explains a lot. I'm not going to say what it is, but it explains. I want to, I am a scaredy cat. Although I've had 300 fights. I've mixed with soldiers, terrorists. I've been in the most scary situations. I put on a another personality so I can cope with that. Right. So I'm tough. But really deep down, there's a scared little boy crying, screaming, not wanting to be there. But and I'm and I'm I'm like it's it's kind of I'm not going to get into the psychology of it. I talk about I will talk about this later, later, later date. But I've always I'm just always felt different. I've always felt like um, I wanted to fit in. But when I got in there, I didn't fit in. And now I understand why. And I've I've taken all these guises. Look, I think I said I've had more than three hundred fights. I'm scared. I left the army because I don't want to kill people, but I've mixed with the most dangerous people in the world. Just a scared little boy looking for love. And you found it, right? You've you've been with with your partner for a a long time now. Do you know what? Do you know what? It doesn't matter. Um, You can, looking for it and finding it, the one person where I needed to find it is in myself. Mm -hmm. I, I am still, I still struggle with that some days. I... I am learning to love myself. I'm not totally there. How can you love anyone else if you don't love yourself? Yeah, and I think that's absolutely true. And and you know, life is a is is a constant learning thing. And and you've you've obviously learned over the. Have years. you ever been bullied? Me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was bullied at school. I was I was I was a 15 year old guy who was into acting and uh, uh, performance. So I was you I bloody was... child actor. God, look at you. <laughs> Not anymore. Special, do you? Not anymore. God. But it was, but it was all of that, you know. And I think uh, I've been lucky enough uh, in my career to to well to steer stay Have away you from your sexuality uh, thrown at you. Not as like an adult, me and Bobby. Not as an adult. But yeah. then I but then I'm not famous, I guess. So it would 
I haven't ever been in a situation yeah. where strangers would come at me. Um, but I do, I do, I do understand how it happens, and it's and it's horrendous. And you know, you're here now. Bob's here now. You you've survived these horrendous things, and you're and you're. This here is the thing. I'm, I'm, I feel. Um, I don't even want to mention her name. I've generally, ultimately, bullied by specifically one person who garnered the media in a purposely way to say the most disgusting things and it would get massive headlines time and time again which is I, and I'm the sort of person I am I just want to get my head down and keep moving forward and not worry about it but sometimes you have to take a stand because I need to protect my future my loved ones and my children do you hope to be able to move on from this one day and and the person um, you're speaking about isn't here to defend herself I have to add so we don't we we don't know these things yeah there are two sides to every story, um, yeah. but but you know, are you hoping that you'll be able to move on from that? Oh, un undoubtedly. I don't want to talk about this. There's one more thing coming up, court case. Um, after that, I never want to talk about this person ever again in my life. But you've um, got, and now you've got films to talk about. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I'm I'm all about positivity. Uh, but the thing is, sometimes we we've got into the subject of. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't think I told you about PTSD. I suffer from PTSD. I had an argument with my missus this morning about it. She said, you're not being diagnosed. But I mean, I was reliving a situation. It was so bad. And she said, what, what's going on? And I couldn't get back. And I was, oh, yeah, sorry. I said, um, but sometimes, obviously, I need a bit of therapy. And this is kind of, I'm not trying here to do a poor me. You know, poor <laughs> no, is Alex. And, and get you the violins out. But, we're, but, you know, I, 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 I hope, for you, Alex, that it that it all works out in the end, and like you like you mentioned, you've got films and got and loads of films, and 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 a baby on the way. You've got lots to be excited about. Hallelujah, baby! Hallelujah, <laughs> Alex, Alex. We could talk to you all night, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. We we have other guests who are ready to come in, but um... none of them. Get rid of them. <laughs> I'm, <here. laughs> I'm, I'm not going. Thank you very Take much. Take care. Alex. Bye. Appreciate thank you for it. joining us. Thanks, Alex. Uh, well, thank you so much. So nice to speak to Alex. Uh, I will just say personally, keep wearing masks. I think you probably Absolutely. agree, probably agree, Bob. Uh, definitely of the opinion that masks work um, and that COVID is real. Uh, so yeah, but, and again, thanks, thanks so much, Alex, and for, for taking the time. Um, we now have uh, FUBAR family ready to come in and join us. The gorgeous Cece. Miss Cece. Hello. Hello, Cece. Hi. Welcome officially to the Fubar family, right? Thank you, thank you. This is a, this is my new way of saying thank you to everybody. Namaste, thank you, thank you. I feel very pleased about it. Very excited, thank you. <laughs> How are you finding the new show? Do you know what? It is a crack. It is a real laugh, which is maybe what I needed more than anything. I just, I mean, obviously in the lockdown, you're like, God, trying to find something to make you laugh. This is just, I'm just wetting myself the whole way through and I'm getting to speak freely and talk about things that I want to talk about. So these lovely love, laughter, relationships, but with Pete, obviously it becomes quite funny and there's, you know, there's lots of lines being crossed, which I love anyway. <laughs> so he makes me feel good about myself because I have a terrible potty mouth and he just goes below that each time so I feel really good about me so yeah it's great in a really <laughs> selfish narcissistic way it's great I was gonna say I know exactly what you mean like I'm guessing you, do you feel the same like food has almost become my therapy 
during the lockdown, <laughs> like, coming on here with Stephen every week and having that kind of outlet, talking about yeah. things you love, amazing guests. It really is like Fubar couldn't have come at a better time. And I'm guessing, yeah. I I'm really, guessing you're the same. I agree on that. And we're we're on session, so number two. And already, like you just feel I, my mood's been lifted. So yeah, there's something really nice about it. And we've had really good guests, so that helps as well. So everyone's just been really open and chatty. And so, you know, you can just communicate with people. And it's really nice. I thought I'd lost my social skills because of lockdown. And I genuinely mean that. I thought I was a bit like, oh God, you know, you go to the shop and you're like, oh, yes to coffee. And you, I don't even know how to speak anymore. But I realise actually, I've still got a little bit there um, proved on, on uh, FUBAR. So yeah, it's going really, really well. Thank you. Tell us what the show's actually about then. So what are you doing? I mean, it's in the title slightly. It's called The Dating Show. Well, that so, pretty much gives it away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we get to talk to some celebrity guests. We get to play some games and we talk about um, really anything to do with love, dating, relationships, stories. Um, lots of stories come up. We learn a little bit about me. We learn a little bit about Pete. Um, we play some really fun games, which I think we're going to play a game today. I've heard. Someone told me. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's um, it's it's light-hearted, but we also manage. I mean, we've had a guest on yesterday who I think I'm I'm allowed to say. Oh, yeah, so we had a guest on yesterday, and she just it was phenomenal. We just we got to a really nice deep level of talking about um, other. You know, you can be funny and it funny is great, but then you miss like what you're the, the deep side of it. And I love that. So it was Lisa yeah. Spraggan, wasn't it? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 We had her. And she was just brilliant to talk to. Very open. Um, she, she knows a lot. She speaks my language. She's been through a lot as well, hasn't she? You know, and she's and she's very open about um, her, her issues with alcohol and all that kind of stuff that she's dealt with in the past. Fully. Yeah. She yeah. She comes across as very strong. It was nice. So. Yeah, we're just we're having a right little laugh, we are. <laughs> and what's Pete like? <laughs> so Pete, I've known for a few years now because he, he came on first dates when we were filming in Italy. So... Oh, I the hotel? Yeah. I, I forgot about that, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he flew out. So that was the first time I kind of officially met him. Um, I was doing Merlin's role at that point. So um, I got to really kind of dig deep and I was again, blown away by him because he knows himself very well and he knows a lot. Uh, he's very self-aware. So uh, coming into this is just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's blissful. And it, we've already created this kind of team, which you, you do or you don't have that. You can't buy it. You can't just, you know, you either do or you don't. And we have this nice, I feel supported by him. You know, he gets the stuff out, but I feel supported at the same time. So it's, do you know what? Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> Sounds it. <laughs> and do you have a favourite game? Is it the same games every show, Cece? Yeah, so we're doing two, two, true, two truths and one lie. So we guess. So there's three stories and you guess which two are truthful and which one is a lie. And we get to ask a question on each story. So, for instance, I would tell you three stories. You both get a question each. And then you make your decision of which one you think is the lie and all is revealed. And we've had some crazy stories. We've had, uh, I mean. Well, let's play, let's play, let's play. Let's play. Okay. Let's give it a yeah. go. Okay. Right. Right. Hang down, babes. Game face. Hold on. Here we go. So wait, so. Are these, can I just clarify, are these from you or from other people or how have you no. found them? 
So these are my stories. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you three okay. stories mm -hmm. and you're going to guess. So I'll stop after the first one and then I'll continue. And then if you want at the end, you can ask me a question each about my story to hopefully give away. With and two are possible. true and one is a lie. Two are true and one is a lie. Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. Guess the lie. So here we go. Right. Which one am I telling first? Right. So um, many moons ago, I used to work for HSBC Bank and one of my clients came in one day and he said to me, um, you have to meet my son. My son would adore you, you'd get on really, really well. And I said, well, I'm actually moving to New York, so I can't, but thank you very much. And he said, well, amazing, because my son is also moving to New York and he's going to film school over there. So you two should definitely meet. So we do, we meet. Three months of me being to New York, we are completely smitten with each other, over the heels, head over heels in love. Uh, the love yous are being thrown out. I mean, I'm very soppy anyway, so it, it all came out. And then one evening, he said to me, rather than getting a takeaway, shall we go out to eat this evening? And I said, I mean, yeah, fine, let's do what we need to do. He said, uh, let's go to this steakhouse. At that point, I was eating meat. And I said, well, this place is... Um, it's quite hard to get into, but you know, if you can pull some strings, fine. Anyway, he comes back in the room and he's like, I've got us a table, it's in two hours. And I'm like, okay, so go and get ready. We go to the restaurant. We have the best seat in the house. So it's like a corner table. It's a round table looking out onto the restaurant. It is absolutely stunning. And I'm like, for a restaurant, a Saturday night, how the hell does he pull this? Anyway, didn't really think about it at the time, but all the waiters were being really lovely, really over the top, really, really nice. And so when we eat our food, dessert comes and he says, um, I've ordered a couple of desserts for us. And I was like, I mean, you can order all of them if you want for me. Anyway, <laughs> the desserts come. I go to go in a uh, spoon into my dessert and there is a ring on the side of my dessert. Shut I know. So I'm... At this point, I'm petrified, by the way. So I look at him and I'm like, um, and he takes my hand and he said, listen, I know what you're thinking and it is what it is, but I don't want to put pressure on you. So this is just my way of showing you how much I love you. End of story. <sighs> story number two, right. Still in New York. So I've had some crazy times in New York, still in New York. Um, I move into this house share and uh, it's a couple. They're from Montenegro and they appear really, really lovely on the outset. Um, we have a great little chat. Anyway, I move into their spare, spare room. New York in summer is absolutely boiling. So if you don't have air conditioning in your apartment, it is doors, windows and everything is open. So I would sleep my door open. I would sleep my window open. Some nights the husband would come into my room and I'd wake up and he'd be at the end of my bed and in, it wasn't in a weird way, but it sounds weird. But he would like try and wake me up and he'd be like, see, 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 see. And his, his language, uh, there was a bit of a language barrier. And he'd say, do you want to join me and my wife? And I'd say, no, no, you know, um, I'm fine. Thank you. I'm asleep. It's 4 a.m. No, I'm good. Anyway, this happened a few times and I kept saying no. So then I wake up one night because something is waking me up. And my door, the view of my door is the view of their door. So I can see into their bedroom. And he is having very powerful sex with his wife whilst staring at me. Story number two, end of. Story number three. <laughs> I'm back in London. 
I'm out with the girls. We're dancing around the handbags in Clapham. And there's this guy that when I'm with my friends, we're all a bit like in a huddle. No one kind of gets in. There's all elbows. I'm like, kind of thing. Anyway, this guy's trying to get in. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But the girls are giving me the look of like, look, this guy's hot. So I'm like, I mean, have a little butcher's beautiful absolutely stunning stunning man so I'm like okay I'll drop the elbows you know start walking back we have a little chat within 10 minutes he said to me would you like to leave at that point I hadn't had a one night stand so I was like I think this guy's inviting me back by saying do I want to anyway so I go and ask my friend literally ask her permission I'm like listen I think this guy's asking me back can I go and she's like just go he's beautiful do what you need to do so we do go back to his house chat 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 lovely evening couple of adult huddles and then in the morning, I think I'm going to do this properly. If I'm going to like nail this, like one night stand, I'm going to do You already it. had. Go on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to do this with class in my head. So I like creep around the living of the bedroom, put my clothes on and whatnot, creep out, go downstairs. It feels like it's like five floors down. Go to open the front door and the front door won't open. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a lock. So I've got to go back up and wake him up. So I creep back up slowly, 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 get to the top of the stairs. He's, the door's open and he's laying in bed with holding the keys like this. Doesn't even open his eyes. It's just like, you know, like you're pathetic. And um, I went, oh, sorry, I'm just, just trying to leave. And he said, um, I would give you my phone number, but you can just Google me. End of story. Because he was a model. End of story. Oh, uh, so, questions. <laughs> right, so just remind me, say. So, story one. One question per per story. Yeah, it? yeah, okay. each. So, you, you both get a question each. Well, okay. <laughs> Would you like to start, Stephen, babes? Yeah, I, I'll start. Um, so, this wasn't the first story. It wasn't a it wasn't a marriage proposal. It was just a friendship ring. No, it was a marriage proposal, but because it had only been three months, he didn't want to put the pressure on. So he knew that that was too soon. But he wanted to show his love for me, so he didn't want me to say yes, I do. He just wanted to say this is what I'm giving you and okay. show you my way of love. Okay. How did it come about in HSBC when the dad was getting his mini statement <laughs> that you then got the digits? Was he quite forceful and said, like, you can call him before you both go to New York? Or had you then, so had you met basically in UK before you hooked no, up to New York? No, no, no. So his, his dad was a client of mine, had been for months, and had always been saying, you should meet my son. And I just left it there. I didn't think anything of it. But because of the New York move, it kind of, I guess, moved things forward quicker. We exchanged numbers, yeah, met in New York and had a lovely time. <laughs> okay. Um, the second one, so they're from Montenegro. Did you ever have a threesome with them? No. That was actually nothing to do with the story, I just wanted to know. <laughs> no, I definitely did not, no. Did a conversation take place when you woke up that final time and there was rampant <laughs> sex happening at the end of the bed that you could see and he was looking at you? Did you yeah. kind of say, did you say anything? Did he say anything? Or did you just kind of sit there and watch? <laughs> Oh, I wish I said I was watching. I was livid. I was so angry. So I, I mean, there was nothing I could do. I just slammed my door, but that was my way of like, I gotta get on my high horse. No, I was livid. Uh, and the third one. I don't actually know if I have any questions for the, about the third one. It was quite a self, 
sufficient little story. My, my question to the third one would be, while Stephen thinks, Yeah, go on. Did you Google him? <laughs> oh, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Okay, so I will, I will ask another question then. Okay. And then did you message him after that? So hang on. I don't, the more I say, the more I'm going to give away. Give it you all know, away. <laughs> I saw him on a billboard on a <laughs> soccer. I walked past sports like a billboard and I was like, oh my God, I, that guy, yeah, him. Yeah. I wish I had more questions for this third one, actually. Is he a household name model? Uh, no, no, I didn't recognise him, no. Okay. So like a sportswear model or something like that, where it's like, they're just yeah. very pretty, but yeah, okay, fine. Okay, so I am going to say that the lie is the middle story, the threesome couple. I'm going to say that the lie is the first story, HSBC's son. (laughs) (laughs) The lie, Bobby, you're right. Damn it! (laughs) Damn it! That Montenegrin couple got worse. They stole my passport. Because after that night, I said, I'm leaving. (laughs) Trust me, I'm so livid. And he said, you're not leaving because I've got your passport. They've been through my stuff, taken my passport. He said, I've got photocopies of it. You, you can't leave the country. Yeah, it got Jesus. Back. It was wild, honestly. New York was wild. And do you think that's because you didn't make the, yes, make the threesome happen? Yes. Because yeah. there was a girl next door who moved in. And she said to me, before me, and said that um, the girl who was room I had taken, she had had sex with the boy, with the guy. So... That's probably why he thought I was going to do uh, I've heard of that happening before, actually. Yes, I have. I actually have a funny threesome story, which I am prepared to share. Um, I just moved to London and um, met a guy in a club. Uh, I must have been about 22. Um, met a guy in a club and then he was like, do you want to come back to mine? And I was like, yeah. And we got in the taxi and then his frigging boyfriend got in the taxi as well. Zoomed off in this taxi. You didn't know that he was had a boyfriend? I didn't, no, no, no. But I was so... I was like, oh, fine. Um, then got to their place, which is in the Barbican Centre, which I think must meant they, they must have had some serious money. Done, dusted, forgotten about. My 30th birthday, I'm in Berlin in a queue for a club. Steve! And I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's the same couple that I had a threesome with that happened then to be in Berlin at the same time I am for my 30th birthday. Wow. I couldn't remember either of their names either, so. And did you have a Berlin threesome as well? Yeah. We didn't, we didn't. No, we definitely did not. (laughs) Um, But like, it's my only threesome experience actually. Um, But yeah, I mean, what are the chances? What are the chances of that? It's mad, isn't it? This is the world we live in. Um, well, I mean, this, this, I mean, this definitely sounds like. Um, is, is it? Are you both doing it? So is Pete doing it as well, or is it just always your your stories? Oh God, no, no, this is the guest stories. So the oh, guest, the, ah, you get yeah. Okay. Oh, I've got oh, stories for days. I could honestly, <laughs> my whole New York experience was just. People think I lie because they're so extravagant, like the Montenegrin couple being one of them. But <laughs> yeah. no, they are real. And I think. The, that- there was some truth to that first story. He didn't propose, but there was, we did fall in love and it, well, it was oh. lovely. And all oh. Do you know where he is now? Um, he is Israeli, so I think he's gone back to Israel. Oh. Well, yeah. Good vaccine programme there, so he's probably got the jab. I mean, that's go. exciting. <laughs> and did you keep the ring? Have you still got the ring? <laughs> oh no, that was, that was the, the lie. Oh yeah, the lie, oh. the ring never happened. Oh, that's it. No. Right. No, we did go to that nice restaurant, but no, he did eat. No, he did not. (laughs) 
Um, well, the show um, airs on Fridays at 6pm. Um, and yeah, you've got Lucy Spraggan on this week. Yep. Um, we also have um, her song to play out at the end of the show. So, so we'll make sure. Aww, um, but Cece, brilliant game. Can't wait to listen to the show. I'm actually, I'm going to go back and have a listen properly. Um, rather rather than just the clips I've seen um, and have a proper <laughs> listen. But um, yeah, good luck with it. Good luck with it. Thank I hope you. it goes well. Thanks, guys. Lovely to talk to you. Both look really well. You look beautiful. And, oh, pleasure. and Joe, darling, and Joe. Oh, thanks, Cece. Pleasure. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, boys. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a good game. That is a good yeah, game. Yeah, I kind of liked that. Yeah. Um, what made you think the second one was a lie out of interest? I just thought that Cece just seems like such a nice, nice girl. I can't imagine it, that kind of thing ever happening to her. But I'm <laughs> a piece of work, so those those kind of things happen to me fairly. No, they don't really. But you know, like uh, no, she, I mean, sounds sounds good though. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to listen to the show. Well, uh, as per usual, but I'll ask you what you got coming up this week. Yeah, uh, diary ain't popping, but tell <laughs> um, we starts filming again really, really soon. So. Good went to do some social media stuff yesterday and Great. A promo so that's very much on the horizon now so that's coming which which is exciting has and your uh, has the vaccination stuff come through or not so my cards come through i'm just waiting on one final piece of um admin and right. then i'm good to go so oh, i'm really well. excited for that so between Towie, the lovely foobar family and uh, vaccinating. I'm going to be a busy boy and I'm here for it because I can't wait to see that diary full again. Oh, I can't God. wait to just see the diary because it seems so long <laughs> to actually even yeah. writing anything down. It's just a waste yeah. of it and a waste of paper. So um, that's me. How about yourself, my love? Um, well, not much. <laughs> uh, no, same old for me, I guess. Although I have started to make some, some kind of minimal plans to maybe go to get down to see my family in May if if the rules allow, um, and we're planning to have an Australian style Christmas. Um, oh. So my mum has already started. To, my mum loves a project, so she started to do some research into what exactly an Australian style Christmas entails. Um, so yeah, no, not not much really. Probably probably a nice bike ride if the weather's continues to be as good. But um, yeah, same old. Busy um, with a day job. How's all that? It's absolutely fine, to be honest. Uh, ticking along nicely. We've got a bit of a unusual cover coming out next week, Ooh. which will be great. Um, tell us oh, actually, Bob, you appear in the magazine next week as well. Oh, <laughs> what about? Uh, we've done a we, we've done a little spread about um, vaccine stars, and we, in addition to those that have had them, you've got a little a little picture of you as someone who's uh. given out the vaccines. Oh, um, thank you, babe. That's very kind of you in my, the bag. My pleasure, babes. What's um, your thoughts on? Because um, I believe it's been recorded. I don't know when we'll get to see it in the UK, but Megan's interview with Oprah. Do you think we'll get think, that aired over here? Good question. I don't know. It's a, it's a private broadcaster in Aust in America, so I don't know how exactly they'll do it. But um, I'm excited to see what they have to say. I'm not really a fan of Meghan or the Royals, so I'm in, I'm in an unusual situation where I just don't like any of them. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I'm still very intrigued to see what what happens. Is there tea to be spilt, do you think? Is it kind of a teller or is it just going to be very... They've said, they've said no holes barred, so... Oh. But who knows what, after they've said it, they might say, can you take that bit out of the interview to air and things like that? So 
uh, I guess it's already been recorded. So um, I imagine we'll probably get some preview or something in the next next week or so, because it's early March, it's coming out. So, so, so yeah, yeah. Week's probably busy as we speak, having things polled. Popping, popping. Haven't they had their titles revoked now that they've said? Because I know they had their year kind of Mexit time to think if they was coming back and apparently then they're not gonna which i kind of think a lot of us kind of realize they wasn't coming back yeah of course so they still got their titles they're still duke and duchess of sussex but they don't they are no longer patrons or royal patrons of places that they were like uh the royal marines and um megan was the royal patron for the national theater so they've had those jobs taken away which i think probably is quite hard for harry because he's he has done those jobs for a all of his life, isn't he? All of his life, yeah. yeah. Well, I might uh, reach out to Megs and oh, H yeah. if he's up for it and uh, see if they want to join us on Access All Areas after the Oprah. I and would I would love to see it. I, I mean, I, I'm going to try and call it on. I reckon Megan and Harry, they, they can double Zoom us. I've got, a, I've got a spare 50 quid going. If we need to pull some money, <laughs> I'll put it in. I'm perfectly happy to do that. Yeah, and up. we'll say, right, you can have 30 quid's worth of Uber right Burkers. We'll have your Saint delivered, whatever you like. What do they have in America? The uh, In-N-Out Burger. We'll get them an, an In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, we'll get her an yeah. In-N-Out. And, uh, yeah, that'll be a nice chat. <laughs> nice chat. We'll even <laughs> give them a whole show. They can have the whole hour. Um, well, uh, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, thanks to our guests. Bye, guys. <laughs> Stay safe and wear a mask. Wear a mask. <laughs>